This episode is brought to you by Grant Thornton. You may know them as an audit, tax, and advisory firm that's part of a global member network with over 60,000 employees, but they do more than numbers. They're the listening ear and fresh perspective you need to turn today's challenges into opportunities, kind of like a podcast, if it was just for you. Learn more at gt.com. Copyright 2022, Grant Thornton, LLP. All rights reserved. U.S. member firm of Grant Thornton International Limited in the U.S. Visit gt.com for details. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. The Imagine More Success radio show is the all-about-you show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with tips, tools, tactics, and a free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your hosts for the Imagine More Success radio show are the best-selling authors Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net because now is the time to realize your dreams and imagine more success. Welcome to the Imagine More Success show with Cindy and Thomas. We are so glad you could join us today. We are continuing Love Week uh, just like we had last week. This is actually, I guess, week 2.0 for Love Week. We're trying to put a little love on either side of Valentine's Day so that you have a chance to, you know, kind of prep yourself for Valentine's Day, enjoy Valentine's Day, and then have a little kind of after action report with it as well. So you have it, feel it out, see how you how it went, see how you feel about it. And uh, last week we had Maria Romano, who was uh, a relationship consultant. And uh, this week we've got Dr. Gary Salyer, who's going to be joining us on the show. Cindy, I know you're a big fan of Dr. Gary. He is a, I'm a fan of his as well. One of our regulars on the show, we love having him here. Tell me what well, you think. And you know what? <laughs> if there were, were ever a week that we needed some love spread across the country and the world, it would definitely be this week because from coast to coast, we have lots of weather out there and, you know, thigh high snow. So <laughs> I know this is a really kind of wild time. Um, you know, I've got a cousin in Austin telling me about how he's only got electricity a couple hours a day and snow on the ground and it's just kind of wild so yes uh, well my best friend jill who lives in uh, fort worth from best friend from high school she, i was talking to her and she couldn't believe she's only had a little heat here and there and trying to stay warm so we're going to send all you folks out there some warm heat from our love connection with dr gary salyer today yeah hopefully you're having a wonderful week and uh, like i said you're this is a little bit of an after action report for you uh, after valentine's day today we're actually going to get into a topic um which you may have given some consideration to if especially if you're single and the topic we're going to be talking about today is love in the covid 19 lane so basically how does love uh become affected by the COVID-19 situation. Um, if this is a topic that is important to you or something that is really speaking to you, I want you to uh, really stay tuned today, take some time, and uh, really connect with Dr. Gary's message. He's got a really powerful message 
We've had him on before, but today he's going to really be reaching deep into his bag of tricks, into his wealth of knowledge to expand upon what's really important in this time, especially when it comes to love and relationships. We want to go and welcome him to the show. I want to tell you a little bit about him first. Dr. Gary Salyer is a master transformational relationship mentor who helps people rewrite the rules for love in their brains. Dr. Salyer actually speaks to national audiences as a featured expert and as a celebrity on TV and radio shows, just like this one, and on Hay House Radio. Uh, His life purpose is to change what he calls a generation's fate with love. Dr. Gary Salyer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cindy and Thomas. This is so great. I love being with you. You're two of my faves. Oh, we love you too. (laughs) Right back at you, Doc. I'm still wanting to bottle that that vocal quality of yours, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> That's readily available to Dr. Thomas. I want to, I want to drink that cool <laughs> Yes, if we could bottle that, boy, we would be in business. <laughs> so funny. Well, Dr. Gary, as you well know, um, COVID-19 has caused problems for just about everyone. At least it's changed people's lives uh, pretty much across the board. When it comes to love in particular... It's, it's created a very unique set of circumstances, especially for people that are looking for new relationships. But in your opinion, what's the biggest problem that COVID-19 is creating for all of us? Well, it, it really, the big problem is, is it's kind of different for singles versus couples, to be honest with you. But it goes down to the same human experience. All of us were born. We, we have a need to separate and get out there and explore and do our world and do our life. But we also have a need to come back to the home port of some loving partner or someone who cares for us so that we feel we belong or there's there's, you know, someone's got our back. We need to separate and belong, separate and belong. Life is like this. You know, it's like our lungs expanding, but wanting to come home to the home port of somebody's heart. And the problem with COVID is that it takes this and it splits us right down the, the middle. So for, for singles, all they get is way more right to separate, to be distancing from home. It all feels so lonely. How can I even meet anybody out there? Can you even date? And it feels so lonely. All right to separate, no right to belong. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, do, you think, do you think uh, that's part of the reason why we have so much crime going on as well right now? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, it might be, but I also think probably people think there's less businesses attended and things like that. But I do know on the other side of it, for couples, they have the exact opposite. They're, they've got all this this belonging and they're under each other's feet and no right to separate. They can't help but get under each other's feet. So they've got too much we. The other the singles have too much me and and couples have too much we. And when you're constantly under each other's feet, if there's been any pattern that's been managed by distance or distraction, you can no longer get away from it. It's staring at you 24-7, and it super cooks those relationships. So COVID is taking, it's not allowing us to have a proper balance of me and we. You either get way too much closeness or nowhere near enough. Well, that must keep you pretty busy, huh? (laughs) <laughs> it has. Last year, uh, I can honestly say I had 10 couples to come to me and five of them, this was what shocked me, five of those 10 had 
really close to 30 or just a little over 30 years. And I would have predicted 15 to 20 year marriages, maybe 10, you know, uh, but I figured by 30, most of them probably have made their peace with those residual problems and they hadn't. It was like, I can't deal with this. You take away the distraction. They can't manage it by going to work, going to the gym, going to their friends. And suddenly they're dealing with it. And suddenly the 30 years came crashing down on them. You know, Dr. Gary, that is a very, uh, uh, that really hit me like a ton of bricks because on the one hand, it, may, it probably seems really obvious, right? Like if you're by yourself and you're kind of in this environment, you're going to be by yourself more than you want to. Mm-hmm. And if you're partnered up, you might be with your partner more than you <laughs> expected or really necessarily prepared for. Um, but while it sounds really simple, it was actually very profound to hear that and to hear that that's actually the biggest problem because you talk about that in your book, uh, which is um, something that I would recommend that people definitely check out. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. In your book, you talk about that need to belong and that need to separate. Yeah. What do you think? What do you What do you think that the uh, the 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 dating scene for someone who's single? will start to look like after COVID-19. After COVID-19, I think this is going to be really interesting. Okay. <laughs> now, if, yeah. you at, if you look at what had been the trend building for 10 years, it was the whole swipe left, swipe left. And the, the apps were good at knowing, oh, you get another dopamine rush if you get a, if you see that next, you know, possible treat, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, they were building for that. And they weren't there to get you, the apps are rigged to get you to swipe left and look at somebody else, not to swipe down and get to know somebody. They're really not there to create lasting. Um, And a lot of people were swiping left and not really going deep. Well, with COVID, you couldn't, what, what did it matter if you swipe left? You couldn't see that many people anyway. So what it's done is people are prioritizing less relationships for more for a real shot at getting to know somebody because you have to get to know them you have to see if they're safe and i think that's a very good thing because we will well, do it took me a minute left. took me a minute to figure out swipe left i didn't know what that was so maybe yeah. we can explain <laughs> on, that to our listeners yeah on on apps you know uh, these dating apps if you swipe left at least i want to see the next one and if you swipe right that means hey show me that person's profile right uh, yes. And people just swiping left of fear of missing out. Oh, one, you know, this one's got, you know, 50 of my 60 points. I wonder if I can get 55. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Well, you know? I'm, just, I'm just curious, Gary, of those 10 couples that you uh, worked with during COVID, were, were they, some of them retired? Oh, uh, a lot of them were 50s. Late 40s to early 60s. Okay. Yeah, and thinking... one, one had a retired uh, com, uh, partner in it, but most of them were still working at home. Some were dealing with kids, uh, you know, the whole, the whole homeschooling thing. Yeah, because when you're retired, you can do what you want. And then that way, instead of being retired and doing what you want, you have to be stuck at home with your yeah. partner that you haven't spent a lot of time with when you were working full time. For all those, those 10 couples. Um, ah, the, the, there was one, you know, there's a statistic research knows that in every couple, good and bad, lasting and not lasting, 69% of marital issues um, repeat. If And the Gottman research looked at 
longitudinal study and found out if you track newlyweds and track them at three and six and nine and all the way out to 20 and 25 years, you'll find out that at 20 years, they're still arguing over the very same things that they did when they were newlyweds. The only difference between what Gottman calls the masters and the disasters is the masters know how to calm each other and they know how to dialogue and they know how to securely manage it, whereas it becomes a blow up point. Now, what I noticed in especially those long term relationships, they knew about their long-term, what I call enduring vulnerabilities, right? Uh, but they had used all sorts of, a lot of times, kids were the distraction, or their mm -hmm. careers, or you know they worked out and they did this, or they had their, 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 their girls' night out and the boys' night out. Now, when they're suddenly looking at it for, uh, up front, they can't get away from it. Without the distractions, it's like, I can't bear this. And that's really the thing that COVID did is it brings up into right in your face all the things that you brushed under the rug. And um, and what I noticed, too, was many of them had said we'd been, well, at least three or four of them said we'd been to four or five um, you therapists. Know, ther therapists. Mm -hmm. And what the one said after, you know, we got them back on track and she could, and she says, you know, Nobody ever took us deep enough to find out what was really the rub between us. Mm -hmm. That's it. You, they never dealt with and they couldn't get down. Once they figured it out and we found out all that together, suddenly they're loving each other in a way they had always um, uh, wanted to. And that's the opportunity in COVID. There's a real beautiful opportunity that it's presenting the problem so you can go deeper, so you can find what real intimacy is and, and you can have an actual better relationship because it's forced you to look at your issues. Well, that's really deep because I think that most couples don't talk enough. No, they don't. You know, they've done studies on that uh, study. And they yeah. found, yeah, you know, the average couple, how much time they actually spend talking to each other face to face not, you know, not talking about, did you pay the bills? Did you take the kids to soccer? Not the uh -huh. shoulder. 17 minutes. 17 Seven, minutes. 17 minutes. And you're lucky if some of that wasn't about sports. <laughs> <laughs> that very well may be. Uh, and without, you know, intimacy is the lifeblood of a couple, uh, you know, and with, with one couple I worked with, they'd been married 30 years. They had the kids and both people had changed quite a bit. Uh, and they now suddenly, you know, they're, they have love maps from, you know, we'll just say Joe and Susie 1.0 or 2.0, and they're both at 8 or 9.0. Well, uh, you know. When you, we I come mean, back, Dr. Gary, yeah. we're going to continue that, that conversation about <laughs> how people change within relationships because that's fast. That's going to be a really big uh, issue for them that's going to help propel them forward in their love life in the next few months as we continue to kind of navigate through not just love week with COVID-19. So stick around. We'll be back in just a moment on the Imagine More Success radio show.
For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Welcome back to the Imagine More Success Show with Cindy and Thomas. Today, we are so happy and fortunate and glad to be able to bring you Dr. Gary Salyer, who is a relationship expert, and he has actually authored a wonderful book uh, that I've read and used as a resource material quite often. It's called Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. Today, we are focusing really on what is 2.0 Love Week for us. Cindy, last week I said it was just like the Discovery Channel Shark Week, and I know that you thought that that was kind of a weird way to bring it in, but it's because it's highly anticipated. And well, after of... listening to Gary, it sounds like it is Shark Week. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe Love Week feels like Shark Week. Maybe that's why, it, that's yeah. why we called it that. I don't know. But... Um, yeah, we, we've been talking about negotiating the waters of relationships, whether you're single or whether you're in a couple right now. Um, you know, this COVID-19 has thrown a couple of curveballs, to say the least, at most of us. And uh, today, with Dr. Gary's help, we're going to continue to navigate some of those waters. And we're going to continue the conversation about right where we left off in the last segment. We were talking in the last segment, Dr. Gary, about how... People change over time within a relationship, and as they change over time, there's some new complexities that come into the relationship. Please walk us through that. Okay. So, you know, yeah, as people change over time, that's actually normal. You know, I just recently I had the good fortune of upgrading uh, from an iPhone 5 to an iPhone 12, right? Perfect. <laughs> hey, that's a big jump. It's a big jump. Like, where's that button? You must have joined Clubhouse. I, I did join Clubhouse. It wouldn't work. Clubhouse, all the new stuff wouldn't work. And it's, you know, I, let's go back. You know, when I was uh, 21, I was in college taking my marriage and family, uh, a course in my fam marriage and family uh, degree. Um, one of the professors brought in uh, three couples to show us what love looked like. One was a, a newlywed. They had been a couple on campus and they got married over the summer. And I was having that, oh my God, she really, she really married him <laughs> experience. <laughs> you were right? shocked by that. I love it. Yeah. And then there was this old, old, old couple that were in the I remember he was 48 and you know, I'm 20. <laughs> right? Really old. Really old couple. And and then there was this couple, he was 93 and she was 88, and they had been married for 63 years. Wow. What was interesting, there was this very disrespectful football player who had the audacity to look at him 
and with a little derision in his voice, say, so, what's it like being married to the same woman for 63 years? And this guy's eyebrow goes up, and I will never forget his response. He said, well, young man, if you're lucky enough to be married to the same woman for 63 years, he says, if you think you've been, you'll be married to the same woman for 63 years, he says, you have another thing coming. <laughs> he, he says, I have been married to five different wives. And every time my marriage had to change with her, every 10, 12, 13 years, she would change. And then he rattled off the five women that he had been married to. And I swear to God, this woman was beaming and smiling, the feeling of feeling loved. And it you know, we know from a Harvard study that people do change their what you who you say you are 15 and 75, you know, every 10, 12 years, 15 years, that description changes. And by the time someone's 75, they don't even recognize who they said they were at 15. The problem with a lot of couples is when they get distracted and they by kids and careers, both of them are becoming three and four and five and six point and when they finally get past the kids or COVID says, okay, you know, one loses your job. Now we're staring at each other. You know, it's like me trying to find the button on my iPhone. We, we can't communicate anymore. We don't know who each other. And if you're in a relationship, those what we call love maps, those maps of who you, you're, that person is, of their needs, their, their, their dreams, You've got to check in and you've got to keep upgrading the software for each other or love doesn't work. There's got to be that acknowledgement that two people are growing and they're changing. And that's the way. And you've got to keep up with that. Love is always an attuned response. And what worked, you know, for someone in their 20s may not work in their 40s or 50s. Well, is a software the perfect name for that for a couple and their intimacy? Uh, oh, say that one more time, Cindy. Isn't the word software perfect for that? It is. It is software. You know, there's some hardware that we know is in the brain, but essentially, you know, you, you know, you have to understand their dreams may very well change, and uh, uh, and that does happen frequently. I can honestly say that who I was 20 years ago and who I am now are very different people. Very different. Well, Doctor, I have a question for you. So as Let's say like as one person changes, and, mm -hmm. and I, I can imagine, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that people don't often change at the very same time, right? Mm -hmm. So as as one person changes and the other person has not yet changed, how does how do they um, how do they kind of give grace to each other? Because in my my personal experience, I have seen that people do have that shift, and often the first person to have the shift feels like they're like they've outgrown their partner. I've heard people say that, so. I guess what what is it that they can do or what's possible for both people when one person has made a shift and the other person has not? You know, frequently what happens here is when one person shifts, what they need and their dreams will change too. If you think about who, what we want in life, our expectations, our goals, our hopes come out of who we are, okay? And if they haven't kept up with each other's dreams, what they get is a phenomenon called gridlock. And the, these couples will start fighting over little things. And, and the sort of fights when they come in and they talk to you and they go, 
And, you know, when we look back, we don't know why we were fighting or it was such a little thing. But what happens is that disappointment of not knowing who I am now, not understanding my needs, not understanding my dreams, it comes in. And if it doesn't get processed and you feel that someone really gets you, it comes out sideways as little conflict. Mm -hmm. And when couples don't know why they're in conflict, you can almost bet they have not updated their maps of who each person is and their dreams. Because dreams come from who we are, you know. Um, and so the first thing you have to do is help both of them to get back to talking to each other. And so what's that dream? And what's most important about that dream? You got to know what's important about it. So, you know, you know, what does you ask the question? So that's your dream. And when you have that, what will having that do for you? Oh, this allows me to be free or this allows me to have the connections with my family that I always wanted. Now you're understanding each other, but you've got to get down to, you know, what the new dream is and out and what how it expresses the new part of who that person is. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is I'll push back on a little bit at you, Thomas. I think we're mm -hmm. I, very few people stay the same. It's not like one is changing and the other one isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm not that I haven't seen that a few times, but most times people are changing and don't even know it. And a uh, lot of times they're 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 moving apart. And it, when the kids go out, they they look at each other and they go into college and they, they, they don't know who each other is. There's still mm -hmm. love, but there's not really deep understanding of each other. And under, and that and it's that was with a couple of the couples getting them to 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 fall back in love, not just as the one in their 20s, but the person that's there in front of them. Well, what I've seen with that gridlock is where there's a two-car pileup and it ends in divorce court. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yes. Yes. Because they don't know how to navigate each other. Uh -huh. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I, I don't mean to brag, but of those 10 couples that came to me, all 10, you know, some of them were, were talking the D word. Okay, they were talking mm -hmm. and they were, you know, they were close or, you know, uh, were very close to filing. And all of them, because what I helped them to, to get to know each other and to be able to give those four feelings I talked about in the book, they were able to welcome each other, make each other feel worthy and cherish each other and empower each other in their dreams and, and know how to make repairs. If you can do all that, you know, suddenly they're they're loving each other. And all of them said, they came out with a better relationship. They had fallen back in love. I, you, you know, I'm not saying that um, every relationship should stay together, you know. But I know that most don't have to end. Most people just don't know how to reconnect. Occasionally, I've seen some. I have told couples, I don't, you know, you know, this isn't going to work. But most, 85 or 90 percent of the time, my experience is, if if you really know how to solve each you know, solve each other's attachment wounds and help them to truly give each other those four feelings I talk about that's so important for love, people can find a way back into each other's homes. I mean, the hearts, I should say. Well, the good news is, yeah. Gary, that if people uh, really want to invest the time and find someone as gifted as you are, then there is hope to salvage that relationship that they at one time felt like it was something worthy of their time and interests. Exactly. You know, I, at the back of the book, I have a little phrase at the top. Everyone deserves a love that lasts. I didn't say marriage. I said love. 
<laughs> you Beautiful. Know, you know, if you get the love, the marriage is will follow as night does day. The marriage is the bonus. It's the bonus. It's just the, uh, a, a physical or legal expression, but it's about having a love that lasts, and everyone deserves that. Dr. Gary, let's 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 for the audience. Let's just relist those four uh, those four feelings that uh, you say are the the pre precursor or the things that define love. Yeah, from the time you're three years zero to three, you get your brain uses three. I mean, four feelings to say I'm loved, and the, and those four feelings are our natural GPS. We can come up with compatibility lists and values, clarifications, and certain skills and yes, attractions important, but. Without four feelings, these four feelings, every, no one feels loved. The first one is welcomed with joy. So glad to see you again, Thomas, Cindy. I mean, we all did that at the beginning, you know, yeah. because, you know, welcome with joy. Or, it's, or you wake up in the morning and you say, good morning, handsome, or good morning, gorgeous. Or when they come home at night, that's welcomed with joy. There's also the feeling of worthy and nourished, worthy to reach out for your needs where you know if you ask for something, they're, they're more than likely to give you that back. There's going to be timely attuned responses so you feel worthy to have your needs met in that relationship. The other, another feeling is what I call cherished and protected. Cherished is where someone sees an essence in you that they can't find elsewhere that's precious to them. And you get to be that precious, wonderful essence of you. You get to be a me, but you also get to come into the home port of their heart. You get to be a we. You get to be a me and a we. You have to, you get all that, and they cherish and protect you because they see something in you they can't find elsewhere, and they want to protect it and give that place in their heart to you and you alone. That's cherishing. And then the other one is empowered with choice. Do they do they share influence? Do you have a voice? Can you speak up? Do they do they track your dreams? Do you get to create your experience or do they get to be the, the standard? Do you get to have that voice? If you feel welcomed and worthy and cherished and empowered, you feel loved and lovable. So if you're out there and you're a single, think about dating somebody, you've dated somebody five times, or if you're a couple, your relationship inventory is a lot made is made a lot easier if you simply ask one to ten, do I feel truly welcomed with joy? One there you have it. You've got the equation for knowing yeah. if you're loved. That's right. And anything under a seven, if you got in one area, you think, oh, it needs a little work too. And you're thinking, God, what's, you know, what's the number of a really good therapist or coach? And if three or four of those missing are missing, then it's you're in a toxic relationship. If with a little loving and attraction, and you just think of any relationship, if those feelings aren't there, something's off. So just track that. Three or four and run for the hills. <laughs> and when we uh, we come back in a couple of minutes, we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Gary. In this, in this segment, we've really touched on some of the very deep reasons that people are in love and some of the issues that people are having, as well as a way that you can really find a way to reconnect with the person in your life. In the next segment, we're going to continue the conversation where we're going to talk about actually dating right now during COVID and uh, what you can do to improve your dating life. So do stick around on the Imagine More Success radio show.
For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We are so glad you could join us today. We are continuing our conversation today with Dr. Gary Salyer, who is a relationship expert. He is the author of Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. And we believe in love here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This is actually part 2.0 of Love Week. I guess it's week week two <laughs> Love Week here on uh, the IMS radio show. We are continuing the discussion about love, and we've been talking about some of the pitfalls that people are experiencing when it comes to COVID-19 and love, but we've also hit on some of the real triumphs that are available to you and some of the, uh, you know, some of the gifts that this opportunity of... Uh, <laughs> I guess huge life shifts has actually given to us. So it's been a really great conversation so far. And, and, and Dr. Gary, we want to continue talking about how singles are doing right now during COVID-19. I know that dating can be difficult and we've talked about some of the difficulties of may, maybe having too many choices, but right now, how can singles really date when they can't even meet someone without really feeling safe? Okay. Well, I think there's a way around this. Okay. Uh, I think COVID let's just, admit it's it's a daunting little challenge so you know you've got to find out what's your safety level if you have any medical issues that make you more suspect talk to a doctor but i do believe you can date but the big thing for couples or there's two things one you have to slow down and get to know each other a little longer uh, so you get a feel for their lifestyle and secondly you have to create a couple bubble a temporary couple bubble to explore the relationship so what i mean you know, you're, you you have to figure out what do I feel comfortable with? Most people these days are comfortable with a mask and they want to find somebody that wears a mask. So you, you get on, you jump out of, uh, you know, the dating app and you get on Skype or Zoom for 20 to 30 minute, uh, you know, phone dates. And you show up like a real date, dress up for God's sake, right? <laughs> have the lighting on in the back. Yeah, none of these fake backgrounds. Show them your life, right? And... You should have over a period of two or three weeks, you know, five, six, seven of these, so you get a chance to feel a feel for their life. Are they going out with every Thursday night with their buddies and playing cards with ten guys? Or are they going to, a, you know, a big family reunion because you know she's really wanting to see the grandchildren? Whatever, right? <laughs> uh, you get a feel for their life. You're getting to know each other, and do you trust it? If you do, and there's enough interest, and by the way, these are no more than an hour, 45, you know, hour. I'd say an hour is the most, half hour, 45 minutes. Because if you do these long marathon, 45, you know, you know what I'm saying, four or five hours, it leads to a false sense of intimacy. And sometimes people freak out because they share too much. So you get to know each other over a three-week, two, three-week period of time. And if you both want to explore the relationship, then you create what I call a temporary couple bubble. All couples have this little, like, imaginary energetic bubble that, you know, that allows people in and out, but it keeps a lot of energy out. So what you do is 
you decide we'll only date each other. And, uh, and you decide how much stringent, you know, social distancing you do. So you don't go out with your buddies and play cards. You don't go to the family reunion. You take two weeks of quarantine you, and then, and you wear a mask and then you can get together. You can hold hands, you can kiss if you feel like it, but you have to be able to, to create that couple bubble. Now, this is a good thing in disguise. What this is doing, it's separating those who can't create a we from those who can. Oh, and, that's fascinating. And in my book, what I'm talking about is, is, you know, the singles have to look for signs of the we. The we is everything to a couple. Show me a couple without a we and I'll show you a war. And you're also going to get pretty good at understanding um, how that person makes you feel worthy and especially cherished and protected. So if what you're doing is you're finding out who's really partner material. Now, that doesn't mean it's the same type of commitment as a couple. I had one a single client that did that. They dated, oh, they went on about seven dates in this couple bubble uh, that I helped uh, coach her through, right? And after about the seventh date, they realized they weren't really quite aligned in some very significant ways. They liked each other, but it wasn't quite right. And, you know, they went their separate ways. That is a successful version, believe mm -hmm. it or not. So it can be done. You just have to take longer to know each other, know your comfort. And if they're not willing to do what you need to feel safe, you say bye-bye. And then if you both people do, you take all the precautions so that you have a clean, wonderful space for each other and you can explore within that couple bubble. You know, Dr. Gary, I have a question about something that you mentioned that um, I'm sure our listeners are thinking about when you say the couple bubble and it's okay to kiss. And so what about um, transmitting the COVID virus in this time? Because I know only people right now that are seniors can, and you know, some healthcare workers, and they just opened it up out here to restaurant workers and um, one other group. But what do people do that haven't been able to get a vaccine? Well, what I said is you need to check with a doctor, right? And you have to know your comfort level. If two people have spent three weeks getting to know each other and two weeks social quarantining. So, you know, you have had their tests, right? And they truly are radically social. So they just see each other, right? And they do their life. And if someone's got a job that they can't, they're a frontline worker, then that's a whole other thing. You have to negotiate that and know what you're comfortable with. But there are ways of limiting it. What I'm saying is, is you can, you know, for this one couple I talked about, Neither of them were frontline workers. They were able to cut down their lives so they only saw each other on weekends. And that was all they were. They were, you know, their, their chances were slim. There was a certain amount of risk that you have to be comfortable with. You explore the medical. Uh, and uh, I also know, you know, I have another uh, client that uh, we worked together about a year ago. And she found somebody and they're, they're going to be together for the rest of my life during COVID. You know, wow. I'm saying, you know, if you say that you will never be able to, if you want to take no risk, then that method isn't for you. If you can't take any risk, there's a certain amount, but you can, you know, if two people, I mean, you know, that's what I'm doing. I mean, we have our different lives and we're dating, and but we only see each other. You know, yeah. it's a very safe environment. Well, that's great. It clarifies for people how yeah, you can yeah. have love and go forward in on the COVID freeway of life, right? Yes. And if somebody really has some predisposition and the doctor says, absolutely not, can't take that risk, then honor that. 
But for most people, you know, yeah, that's why the first three weeks is so important. Get a feel over three weeks. What sort of lifestyle do you trust them? Do you trust their lifestyle? And then are they willing to commit to the quarantine uh, and do the test and really limit their life because they see you as uh, the person that is worth that investment? Do you see them? You know, if you notice, there's some real perks. Someone's really going already going to be showing you two wonderful feelings of you're worthy of this sacrifice because I, I want to meet you and I want to cherish and protect you. Uh, it, mm. There's a real upside to this if you can see beyond the restrictions. Because you see that you can find out if those four feelings are starting to develop uh, based upon their behavior because of the way, the way that they make you feel. Yeah, and you get yeah. to find out what their capacity is. It's easy doing welcome with joy on, on a date. <laughs> right. Believe me, when the guy gives up poker with the guys once a week, you better feel cherished. <laughs> exactly. And if she has to give up a family reunion, seeing her, her grandchildren or her favorite cousins, the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I do know people are dating, but they they are creating these couple bubbles. And the cool thing is anybody who's really, really avoiding and doesn't want to do that. Now, I will say there's another side of it. There was one woman, a, a client, and she was saying this guy already has said he wants to be exclusive. And he, you know, and the more she talked about it, I go, oh, he just wants sex and he's afraid of getting COVID. So he just wants it exclusive. And it didn't sound like he was normally that way because he had never been married and he'd come, you know, I think he'd had some polyamorous relationships. I go, oh, I don't. And just the way she was described, I said, I don't think this, he is looking at this as a couple bubble. I think that when this is over, he'll go back. Mm-hmm. And it turned out, turned out, that was exactly right. So That's right. just because somebody wants the couple bubble, you got to get a feel for who they are. And she talked and I said, ask a couple of questions. And then she goes, you know, you're right. I think he's just afraid of getting something. <laughs> you know, I have a question for you that it seems like it keeps coming up in this conversation, just kind of, uh, I guess, on, on the side of the, of the conversation. Right now that when people are meeting, what do you find is the difference in attachment? Like, are there certain personality types that are finding themselves becoming attached to people because they're more lonely right now or feeling more isolated? Are there personality types that are doing the exact opposite where they're feeling like they want to push people away even more uh, during this time. Yeah, what we're talking about, you know, there's a difference between a personality type and attachment style. You can have okay. the attachment style is, you know, attachment science has known that there's basically four of them. I only deal with three of them. One of them is more clinical, uh, uh, called disorganized. But most people, you know, most of us who have just what I call, you know, normal middle-class craziness, right? Uh <laughs> You know, we're, we're, there's the secure who are comfortable giving and receiving love and depending and depending on somebody else who usually pick long-term relationships. My term for them is they give no BS, they take no BS. And both parts of that are equally true, by the way. Then there's the anxious who are, you know, they got enough early on in life, they got love and it wasn't there. God, it wasn't there. Well, they're not there. And some part says, I'm going to lock this thing down. They have a fight response. Where were you last night? Why didn't you text? You still love me? Oh, my God, it's COVID. I'm never going to give anybody. I'm going to die. Right. Mm, and yes. then and then there's <laughs> and then there's the avoidance who love wasn't there. 
they didn't get a lot of a timely attuned responses. So they, they grew up looking like the mature little child who was always independent, but really their worst fear is love is depending or being dependent on somebody. So a lot of them uh, will come in saying, you know, maybe it's, uh, this is good. I can work on myself. I've got these big projects I can do, you know, and if they're seeking a relationship, sometimes there comes to be more of uh, maybe we'll just have a wait and see. It's uh, a lot. There's two things for the avoidance. It's it's easier for them to be separate than it is the others who are like, oh, my God, this is the exact worst thing that could ever happen. I'll never find love for the anxious. This is a nightmare. But occasionally for the avoidance, especially for those who have been doing the multiple partners thing. Right. Uh, uh and it's like, oh, my God, they're finding out what their their lack of attachment is. Because now that the dating scene isn't as open, the sexual components aren't there. They can't swipe left uh, and find someone new. And some I've actually had a few single clients uh, that have signed up to say this whole thing taught me that why I need a relationship. This I wow. realized that this why we need a relationship i'm avoidant and i need to work on this interesting that's yeah. got to be a massive breakthrough for someone i mean that's that's uh really probably not the easiest thing to admit or to come to the realization about exactly they had to be separated long enough without their little you know low-level fixes right that th mm -hmm. they got in touch with their basic human need of i deserve a relationship i deserve a bond i deserve a connection and well, they, Gary, they, I can see a twist here. If uh, a number two secure person gets with a number four avoidance person, you'd have a huge clientele. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the secure though, eighty-five to ninety percent of the time, they they pick another secure person. They don't. Their pickers are using because they're using these four feelings, and they can spot an avoidant a mile away and an anxious. Uh, there was one book, the book attached, that suggested that that the cure all. Would be to avoid all the avoidance and to uh, for the anxious to marry the secure, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the secure would pull them up, and they'd all calm and they'd all calm down. Since that book came out back in 2008, this is they did some studies on this. Sounds how like much a disaster. Is, how much does that hit? And the 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 idea was the secure, the anxious would calm down when they were with someone who was secure. The actual truth is. 68% of the time, the, the anxious person's protest and conscious, you know, uh, constant anxiousness pulls the secure person off their secure penalty. Uh, well, that is a surprising result, and it's always great to uh, have a nice theory and find out through some research what's really going on. We're going to continue that when we come back in the <laughs> next section of the Imagine More Success radio show. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to Love Week on the Imagine More Success radio show. 
with Cindy and Thomas. We've been spending the day and uh, some time off air as well with Dr. <laughs> Gary Salyer. We, we, we try not to continue the conversation on these commercial breaks because we want you to share and absolutely everything. But sometimes there is a little off air uh, chatting that goes on and we're, we're going to try to bring it back for you here. Right and that now. was just too juicy not to bring it back. For sure. <laughs> I do just want to let you know Dr. Gary Salyer is a master transformational relationship mentor. He helps people rewrite the rules for love in their brains and he speaks to a national audience he's been on hay house radio as well as on uh, multiple uh, big television shows and radio shows and his life purpose really is to change what he calls a generation's fate with love and so we've been talking about that today and really hitting on the topic of COVID-19 and what a uh, terrifying experience it is for some people and how it's actually helping people dating that's the thing that really shocked me dr gary is that the COVID experience is actually making people slow down a little bit and getting to know one another and having to really pay attention to what's going on instead of maybe just jumping straight into physical chemistry oh exactly exactly there was a you know there was uh some studies that have suggested that um 40 percent of first dates end up with sexual uh, activity going on. And mm-hmm. by, by the third date, 72%. But there's, and that same study found out that if there is sexual activity based on just pure attraction, if within the first 30 days, that only, that only 10% of those couples were still dating a year later. But if they waited between day 31 and, and 90, that at that point, 90, 90% would still be dating. Okay. Oh my goodness, that is a massive shift. Because there's, you know, tr- there's too much on the line in track records. A trust is a track record, you know. So there is, you know, there's a lot going on there. Now, what this COVID has done, that it, it's kind of put a dampening field on that. And so what it's forcing people to do is to wait longer, get to know each other, which puts them into a better place in that 31 to six, the 90 day category where they've made better choices. And if they have made a choice, they know each other. So it's got a better chance. Actually, it's fascinating. It's, COVID has implicitly pointed uh, a generation that got used to just, oh, I've got, uh, you know, I've got so many options to realize that too many options are not a good thing. There was a, a dating coach, the guy that wrote the, the preface to my book called Paul Carrick Brunson. Right after a show, we were closing down a pub in Berkeley, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying that, what they found out was in this, he had this high level uh, matchmaking and out of Wash, uh, business out of Washington, D.C., that at first they would show clients six different you know, profiles of six different people that could be a good match. And he found out that they would be a little flippant. They'd flip through it. And, yeah, and they, they didn't take it as seriously and the, they didn't get as good of results. They realized they'd given them too many choices. So mm. they they stopped and they gave him two. Oh, now we've got something very precious. They read through each one carefully and they took those dates much more seriously. What he said, he found out, he says, we could give people six matches that were pretty reasonably on target, but we found out that they would they would treat them with more respect and have better results if we only gave them two. Wow. That makes sense. I just wonder how people's expectations would be at this point if they paid for a dating service and they were only given two choices when seemingly there's an endless supply of choices when it comes to dating apps. You know, that expectation might be very, very different. 
Yeah, well, that kind of reminds me of a scene from a sports movie where mm-hmm. the guy had a losing season and it didn't like five years. And the guy said, you know, I need some new horses. And the, and the posing coach says, no, you don't need new horses. You need thoroughbreds. <laughs> right. There you it's, go. We, you know, it's not about having more dates. It's about finding more right ones. And being the right person that attracts them and being ready to to negotiate all those differences in a secure way. Uh, I don't I think we have too many options. So the first time, uh, you know, we didn't get all of our list. We go, well, what else can I get? And these lists are killing us. We're not going on our feelings. Do I feel loved? Like one client. uh, Seems so simple. My goodness. Yeah. I had one client came to me, you know. And she says, oh, I found the first first session goes, I found Mr. Jackpot. Oh, my God. Who's Mr. Jackpot? Right. Oh, he's six foot two. My God, he's six foot two, Thomas. And and he's really good looking. And he's an and he's an attorney. Can you believe that? And he does Pilates. He's even read <laughs> Gary Chapman's love languages, for God's sake. Can you believe that? You Divorce know? number one. You know, so and now about three sessions later. About five weeks later, she walks in and she's not got a happy camper look on her face. And I go, what's up? She goes, yeah. Yeah, he likes Pilates. He likes checking out the other women. Of course. <laughs> now, when we do the work, she never had a right to feel worthy, a right to feel cherished. So she picked somebody she had the rights for. Her brain said, well, not worthy, not cherished. I'll find somebody. Well, Pilates, you know. Uh she starts dating and she has another Mr. Jackpot. After we do our work, she's she's got another. The only difference is he's a doctor this time, right? Then she's dating another guy that comes in. He's got a good enough job. He's about 20, 30 pounds overweight. And he comes in with an Hawaiian shirt, not some, you know, uh, Gu- uh, Gucci suit, right? And so I'm not, you know, I mean, he's nowhere near dresses, but he's a wonderful man. And she decides to pick him. And I go, Why? She goes, because he makes me feel like a queen. Oh. Now, this is the difference between using compatibility and the list. And she went with these new feelings. And when she could feel, and when we helped her brain use the feeling of worthy and cherished that she had never used before, she picked better. So you fixed her picker. Say that again? You fixed her picker. Yeah, well, what we did, we not so much fixed, I don't usually do that, but we updated it so it could be safe with something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. We updated we the that. software. We did. And, it, and, you know, it's that's why the book is called Safe to Love Again. It's not fixed to love again, not guilt-tripped, <laughs> not, not inspired. Guilt. It's safe to love again. Well, well love speaking it. of that, we need to talk about your gift for our listeners because our listeners love free gifts. Okay, so... Uh, if you go to GarySalyer.com, uh, there is uh, a little thing called Love Notes and Love Inspirations, okay? And uh, you can choose. It's a nice little, you know, series of three to four minute video series uh, that um, will that will help you if you're single to to find someone that really loves you. And if you're a couple, to find your way back to loving each other. So you just find, go to GarySalyer.com. And then scroll down, give an email, and you'll get this beautiful uh, uh, um, love map, I mean, love series of, of stuff that will help you actually find and be inspired 
and have a better skills and pickers and all these other sort of things. And I can tell you something that his gift is amazing. Dr. Sally, your gift is awesome. Uh, I would definitely recommend that you go to his website, GarySalyer.com, and uh, do just that. You're going to absolutely love it. Um, you know, there's a big problem that's going on right now with COVID-19 that is putting a lot of stress on couples. Uh, I know it from uh, talking to some of my friends who are going through this right now. And, and it's funny, I call it going through this, but it's, it seems like, like some real tribulations for some of my friends. Let's talk about homeschooling and how difficult it's been on couples as well as on, on children. Oh, homeschooling is, you know, I mean, you talk about a pressure cooker from hell for most women. I mean, the statistics are showing that a lot of professional women are giving up their pr professions because the pull of motherhood is so is so great. And what I, for couples, you know, my big thing is, you know, it's if you're going to do this and a lot of people don't have chance choices, the guy's got to come up. It can't be just on the women. There's got to be, uh, uh, it can't be, well, I'm not very good with kids, so I'll just, I'll just put that, you know, let her tan, handle it. You know, both people have got to be a we, right? And, and for the kids, too, I mean, there's a lot of feelings of disconnected, not belonging, you know, uh, you know, all those other feelings of disempowered, can't always have their choice, boring, whatever, you know. I really think that uh, more, this is a real pressure cooker too. Couples have got to sit down and, and it's important for the woman to say, I need support. And he's got to answer that bid. What do you need? If that means giving her more time off, you know, doing more chores, going in and helping with the math, sit down and say, okay, we got a, we got a four-year-old who's good at math, <laughs> you know, become a we. And, uh, and for the men, you can't leave it to just the women. This has got to be a team project. That's I think that's wonderful advice. I mean, that is certainly probably one of the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, requirements, right, is to have that we when it comes to doing something like homeschooling, which is just yet another added pressure in the middle of all these other pressures that people are really experiencing. I think it's great advice. Well, there's three things I tell couples. One is make every feeling, every feeling okay. And then you have to discuss your feelings, you know, four or five times a week and with your kids. Get it out. What are you feeling? Oh, what's the worst part of that feeling? Don't try to fix them. Get the feelings out so they're not coming out through the, you know, the relationship or the kids. They have a right. And you've got to create some me time. Too much we. Uh, you're under each other's feet. You know, even if you're, uh, you know, on Zoom a lot or Skype or wherever you're at. You've got to be able to sit down and say, how much me time do you need? Okay, so if you're in this chair at this time or this sign's out, and everybody has to have some me time, kids included. And there's got to be little rules where they you don't ask them a question. You don't ask for a bid for attention or support. There's got to be that. And the other thing, too, is after all is said and done, find a way to share positive uh, emotions, especially appreciation and gratitude. If you can make all feelings okay and give a chance for them to come out in a safe way, not try to fix but feel, make sure everybody's got some me time and including the kids and you're uh, using lots of appreciation and gratitude for the little things and say, yeah, I really appreciated it. You were so loving when, when, and give an example of when you, you know, you took the kids and, and taught them math that time or whatever. If you okay. do those three things, it's a lot better. Yes. I want you to, to go over that um, one more time, Dr. Gary. What, what exactly is a great way to really express gratitude? 
a great way to express gratitude. I'd say like to communicate it. Let's put it that way, to communicate it. Okay. They've done some studies, and they have found out that you could have very distressed families, okay, Uh, couples. And just if you can interject every day a five-minute conversation about gratitude or appreciation, within two to three weeks, they report remarkably new levels of closeness. But there's a catch to it. It can't be just saying, you know, I think you're really a great guy, Thomas. You know, it can't be that. Uh, Cindy, I think you're a great guy. It has to be, you know, you say so, you know, I so appreciate you were such a good friend when my PowerPoint slide failed and I was bouncing off walls and you just held my hand and said, honey, what do you need? When you give an example, give the example, give the trait that you're appreciative for. And as an example, people believe it more when they know that you've noticed it. If you just say, yeah, I think you're really sweet. You were really sweet when you brought that beautiful piece of pecan pie to me and I was slaving away on a, on a presentation in my office. That's how it works. That's beautiful. And what a wonderful way to end the show today. Dr. Gary, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more, which I'm sure you do, you want to go to GarySalyer.com. Check out his amazing free gift that's there for you. If you'd like to check out some past episodes of the Imagine More Success radio show, including some past episodes that we've had with Dr. Gary, where he really dives deep into his book, um, Safe to Love Again. Do go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can find all of the previous episodes with a free weekly gift in each episode just for you. We want to thank you again for joining us in the second part, actually the second week of Love Week here on the IMS radio show. And We want to wish you all the very best. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about how you can improve your business, go to findhiddenmoney.com where you can find some amazing courses that Cindy and I have put together for you. And if you want to continue your journey in life during covid and you want to continue to find love in your life again go to GarySalyer.com, and we want to remind you to always realize your dreams and to imagine more success Nothing you can do but you can love, 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 love.